I actually just have in my intro section of my notes, I've just written the word stoppered. Stoppered. Should that be our podcast? Uh, stop. Stop for stoppered. We can workshop the name. I think calling it just <laughs> like stoppered. It's kind of commanding, <laughs> okay. right? And we'll just talk about uh, Tom Stoppard plays and movies. Yeah. Because like he's that. a filmstress, too, not just a playstress. He's a filmstress as well. Yeah. I, normally in my intro, I, well, normally I don't have anything. But normally we just we shoot the shit. We talk about ourselves. We talk about our lives, whatever. Yeah. You, but I you think today, and your sons have sort of – it's like the scene in Event Horizon where they like <laughs> – the ship sort of gets taken over. Yeah. Yeah. We and, like a... everyone is like all like torn up and <laughs> – They're putting like spikes through their own eyes and shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's I haven't what's going seen it on in your family right now. Literally, that's what happened, folks. We had to start recording about thirty minutes later because we had a f- like a full on bedtime meltdown, and I'm not talking about Cyril. I mean, yes, he did, but but the real meltdown was me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> let's be honest. <laughs> but everybody's yeah. in bed now. Smooth sailing. <laughs> Mama's gone this weekend. It's just the boys. Boy, Over it's there. the boy zone. It's the boy zone. Yeah, that's nice. Here in Connecticut. Um, but we're not ta- we can't talk about dad stuff. We must talk about oh, yeah. Tom we have to talk about Stoppard. Well, about what? Tom Stopper. Tom Stopper. Right. Here's the thing. Well, so you I'll say what you I'll say what happened cuz we I didn't realize you'd never seen this. You were like we had decided we were going to do some movie and then we decided that we didn't want to do it. And then you were like, "What about Shakespeare in Love?" And I was like, "Yeah, fuck yeah." And then you texted me this morning and you were like, "Wait, this movie is incredible." <laughs> and it's like yeah, dog. It's like one of the best movies. <laughs> yeah. My previous experience with this movie, Shakespeare in Love, yeah, was I had never seen it, but I was obviously somewhat aware of the like cultural phenomenon at the time. Yeah. But I was 14. Like what's a 14-year-old boy going to do with like a romantic comedy based on the life of Shakespeare? That's literally perfect. That's I would have fucking <laughs> lived for that at 14. <laughs> but something else that came out in 1998 um, is my meme of the week. Okay, perfect. And it's it was sort of an early internet video that made the rounds through people's emails, I think. And it was called okay. George Lucas in Love. And it was a parody of Shakespeare in Love, but it was about George Lucas. And what, was he in love with like Jar Jar Binks or something? No, a, I think a woman, but I don't really remember. It was a long time ago. <laughs> Yeah, okay, interesting. And I remember that very vividly, and I, I um, not very vividly, because I would have been able to answer your question. No, no, but... it doesn't sound like it was very vivid at all. <laughs> I remember that through a glass darkly would be a better way of saying that, I think. <laughs> yeah. So that's, and, and I had very positive associations with that, so I always just yeah. like, oh, I've, I, my, I don't know, I've never seen Shakespeare in Love, but I hear it's good. It's great. And I took I took Shakespeare for non English majors in college. Yeah, perfect. And that was great. We read a lot of Shakespeare plays. Is Shakespeare for English majors the same thing, but just like kind of snottier? <laughs> I think Shakespeare for English majors might be just like a required, like a, a core yeah. credit for them. You just got to do it. I did a bunch, yeah. but we're both stoppered heads a little bit. Yeah, but well, we're not here to talk about Shakespeare. We're here to talk about we're here to Tom talk about Stopper. Tom. 
Stoppard. So I learned. So I've always said of this film that it's a Stoppard. So I'm a big fan of of his work, and I've seen a number Me of too. his plays. But Me and too. I've read all of his plays, I think. But my rhetoric on this film was that it's a Tom Stoppard screenplay. But I looked it up this afternoon just to confirm Whoa. If that's true. Sorry to interrupt. I'm on Tom Stoppard's Wikipedia page because I certainly haven't seen all of Tom Stoppard's plays or movies, but I wanted to see how many I have seen. He wrote he wrote um, Jumper. Yeah, everyone knows that. Oh, Jumper, with, um, yeah, with Hayden Christensen. Hayden yeah. Christensen. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. And Jamie Bell. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the sci-fi based epic. on his play Jumpers, <laughs> yeah, which has nothing to do with it. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. What a um, What a talent. I think from just this is Wikipedia research, so apologies to everyone. But I think what actually happened is there's a guy, I can't remember his name, but there's a guy who wrote this. And it was like his big idea. It's not Tom Stoppard. A guy wrote this. Some guy. Do we need oh. to give him a name? Do you want me to give him a name? Please don't look it up. I'll just give him a name. It's uh, it's Billy Zane. Oh, from The Mummy? <laughs> no, it's just the name I've given him. Oh. Shall I try a different name? That's, That's going to be distract too distracting. Him. Yeah. Um, okay, let's work on it together. What's a gu- good boy's name? I had so much trouble coming up with good boy's names for my boys. Uh, okay, showing me a Kirby. Okay, Kirby Puckett. No, that's um, a baseball player. Yeah. Okay, give me a last name. Um, how do you say Warhammer in Italian? Something Digera. What about Digera? That's fine. All right. Something okay. Digera. Kirby Digera. Kirby Digera wrote this, and that's good. It was his thing. Like he had this idea, and he wrote it, and then he finally got it greenlit. And the producer was like, "This fucking sucks. You have to have yeah. someone else rewrite your thing." And then what about Legendary Tom Stoppard? Because he did Rosencrantz and Guildenstern. Yeah, Stoppard yeah. came in and did it. Yeah. Well, and he did a hell of a job. It, it was a masterpiece. Yeah. I loved it. The roles. Let's say about it. It's Shakespeare in Love. It's about Shakespeare. That's what we're talking hmm. about today. Shakespeare. Oh, in love. he's it's so romance. handsome. Yeah, it's Ralph Fiennes. That's Ralph Fiennes? Yeah. I or, also think uh, he calls himself Ray Fiennes. I think there are Ray a lot of Fiennes, Ray. and it may be a different Fiennes than Ralph. There are many Fiennes. Nah, that, there's no way that can be Ralph Fiennes. There are many fine Fiennes, and one of them is Ralph. And one of them okay. is Ray, but Ray might be Ralph. Is this helpful to listeners? <laughs> His sibling is Joseph Fiennes. Joseph. It's Joseph Fiennes. Jacob Fiennes. He did, did look like a Fiennes. This one's What Joseph. a handsome man. Hachi He's very handsome. Okay. And he plays Shakespeare. Yeah. I'll say. And you know who does the girl? It's Gwyneth from Goop. It's Goop. <laughs> Gwyneth Goop from herself. Goop. And I think she does a good job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a perfect movie. She did really did a good job. She um yeah. she made she was me such feel a like she was in, in love with him. Nineties. Yeah. yeah. And in love and with And for poetry. good reason. Oh man. Ooh. Yeah, she did not play a man very well. No, she puts a mustache on to be a boy in the play and like they often end up like doing kissing with her mustache and I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. <laughs> I think he just sort of likes it, you know? You you get a taste yeah. for something like that. You can't go back. Yeah. Um do you want to describe the movie? Yes, very much. Okay. Do you want me to do it? Well, uh, yeah, I guess if you want to. Okay. I'm going to try to do it as fast as I can. Here's what happens. Okay. Uh, it's Shakespeare himself. And guys, you got to watch this. It's so fun. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, it's Shakespeare it. himself. He's uh, procrastinating a play. They need to put on a play because they're like getting squeezed by some like heavies in the town. And Shakespeare is like, they're like Shakespeare, put his, on your play. His buddy, who is Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay, yeah. You ever? Uh, do you believe in ghost stories, son? Yeah, very you're famous. In one. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, Shakespeare, hurry up and finish your play. And the play is called Romeo and Ethel, the Pirate's Daughter, <laughs> which is funny. That's yeah. very Stepardian. Where will you find sixteen pounds, five shillings, and ninepence, including interest in three weeks? I have a wonderful new play. Put the back in. <laughs> oh, it's a comedy. Cut off his nose. <gasps> it's a new comedy by William Shakespeare. And his ears. And a share. We will be partners, Mr. Fenniman. Partners. It's a crowd tickler. Mistaken identities, shipwreck, pirate king, a bit with a dog, and love triumphant. I think I've seen it. I didn't like it. But this time it is by Shakespeare. What's it called? Romeo and Ethel, the pirate's daughter. Good title. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it's a comedy. Uh, yes. Um, and so he starts to try to finish this play, and then he meets... How does he meet her? He goes to Greenwich to do something. <laughs> and... Um, uh, oh, because he has a play on. Yeah. He's he's doing... Um, they're doing um, something. Great. Good. <laughs> he, does, he does a play for the... They're doing a play for the Queen. Yeah. And he goes there, and Gwyneth Paltrow is there, too. And she's a noble woman. And she's a noble woman, yes. And they kind of fall for each other, yes. And then so I have a she question. Tra- okay, perfect. Related to that scene, and it's it's. I know you're not a, a British citizen anymore. They've I exiled am. you. I'm a dual citizen. It's not what I hear. Okay, but I'm hoping you know this. Okay. There's a scene where William Shakespeare gets horny with a woman backstage. Yeah. In the presence of the Queen. <laughs> okay. Is that allowed? No, I can't imagine she saw it. It's not allowed. It's fundamentally not allowed. I don't even it's think frowned you're allowed upon. To do it. It's frowned upon. It's frowned upon. And as you'll remember from this very film, uh, when at the end a woman acts in a play, which is uh, verboten. In the oh yeah, not century, allowed. Uh, right. And they're like, they're like, man, if only the queen could see this. And the queen is like, I actually am here. And it is also true that the queen would never be present at a display of lewdness, such as one where a woman is allowed to act in a play. So it didn't happen. <laughs> the queen of England does not attend exhibitions of public lewdness. So something is out of joint. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah. this gentleman's makeup is just that convincing. Yeah, it's very convincing. I have done. I I I want to say that I've done a bad job of describing the movie, and I want to say that it's seventy percent your fault. Why? Because you stopped me Talking when I was just getting movie. going. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they get together somehow, and I've kind of forgot. I was like, "Hey, help me out here," and you're like, "I don't know." She oh, loved man. the play. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So she <laughs> came to audition for his new play, yeah. dressed as a the young Master Kent. Yes, and so she's a boy, and everyone thinks that she's a boy because at the time, as I think everyone knows, it was common for men to act as women's parts. Yeah, and so and or he young has boys. This, um, this young boy who he does does his women, but he's right on the verge. But then their love story 
progresses and she's got this issue where she is getting basically auctioned off by her dad to this guy played by Colin Firth who's very funny. Yeah, he's really good. Who wants to marry her for her dowry and he's an asshole. I have spoken to the Queen. Her Majesty's consent is requisite when a Wessex takes a wife and once given her consent is her command. Do you intend to marry, my lord? Your father should keep you better informed. He has bought me for you. He returns from his estates to see us married two weeks from Saturday. You are allowed to show your pleasure. And the film is about Shakespeare coming to write Romeo and Juliet out of what he thought was going to be Romeo and Ethel the Pirate's daughter. Yeah. As he falls more and more in love with Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Yes. For Gwen, yeah, Gwen, Goop's Gwyneth Paltrow. And there's lots of fun references to Shakespeare and other Shakespearean things and things of the time. And there's a very funny cameo. Ooh, and Faust. And Faust and Christopher Marlowe is in it. And Shakespeare, when he's like caught canoodling with uh, Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop by Colin Firth from Fever Pitch, the real one, and the American one is fake and don't watch it. Jimmy uh, Fallon's Fever Pitch? Yeah, it's a fake. That's fake news. There's a Colin Firth Fever Pitch, and it's better. And What and- a lateral move. That man, whoever was like... We need the exact cultural equivalent of Colin Firth for an America and someone's like Jimmy, Jimmy <laughs> They're Fallon. like Jimmy Fallon, yeah. It's like, nailed it, got it, Boy. let's go. Oh, let's, can Green we light. do a fever pitch on the show? The real one? Yeah. It's one of the best movies Should we read ever. the book? Isn't it a good book? Yeah, we could read the book. But listen, I have to say, I have to finish the sentence. Um, okay. Colin Firth c- kind of figures out that they're canoodling and he's like, hey, who are you? And Shakespeare's like, oh, my name's Christopher Marlowe. How do I offend my lord? By coveting my property. I cannot shed blood in her house, but I will cut your throat anon. Do you have a name? Christopher Marlowe, your service. Yeah. And then Christopher Marlowe is stabbed, and Shakespeare lives with all this guilt that is oh, Wow, now you're blasting through the movie. Yeah, well, I want to get to a hit segment. Okay. let's. And then, yes, and then Shakespeare writes Romeo and Juliet. It's a huge hit, and then... It's a fucking um, smash. She runs away from Colin Firth and acts in the, in the play, and then they decide to be in love together. Or actually, they can't because yeah. she's married. So he writes Twelfth Night. It's a really complex movie. We wouldn't be able to explain all of it. There's, it's very stupid in this way. It's like there's a lot going on, and there's a lot. Oh of yeah, like yeah, yeah. Funny references and shit, and references to Twelfth Night, and references to Romeo and Juliet, and other playwrights of the time. And the one that I want to focus on right now is the star turn, which is John Webster, is in this film. Yeah, John Webster is a, a young boy in this movie. Yeah, and he's like, so if you've ever read a Webster play, have no. you? They're I like, don't think so. What are they? They're like, fucked. <laughs> what are the big ones? The Duchess of Malfi and um, The White Devil. But, I, no. but I've got a segment for this, so you don't even need to look it up because I'm going to help you with this segment. In fact, it would be detrimental if you looked it up. Okay, closed. Closed window. So he, but he's like, they, they play him as like a young boy and he's like obsessed with like rats and like gore and sex and filth. Yeah, and yeah. He's, he's really like funny. And he says a bunch of funny lines. You are an eager boy. Did you like the play? I liked it when she stabbed herself, Your Majesty. Whenever something's like dirty, he says, he, he's like, I like this. And then they're like, what's your name? And he's like, I'm John Webster. And it's funny. <laughs> and I would like to do a hit segment to illustrate that with you right now. Okay. Which is called, is this a Webster play? Revenge for the Duchess of Malfi murdered. Or a modern revenge action movie. I will find you. And I will kill you. 
I think I'm going to be good at this. I've never yeah. read a Webster play, but I've seen a lot of modern action revenge films. Yeah. We talk so about I've got Taken, a few. The Gray. I've written down five total descriptions here of either one or the other of these things. Okay. And from the description, can you guess? Okay. Okay. Here's the first. Ready? Yep. A high society woman has an affair with her badass assistant, leading her jealous brother and his goons to hunt her down. Absolute fucking carnage ensues with every single character except the badass assistant getting brutally slaughtered in an epic, gore-filled bloodbath. Is this a Webster play or a modern revenge-themed action film? Gosh. Sounds like the latter. It's The Duchess of Malfi. Wow. John Webster. It's a fucking... So surprised. Wall to wall. The way you described it. Splatter fest. <laughs> Why was it allowed? Isn't that? Isn't there like decency laws in... <laughs> it's so fucked. The 17th century? All right. We got to power through these. You ready for the, your next one? Yep. A retired businessman has a chance meeting with a ne'er-do-well who robs him of his carriage and his faithful companion. Absolute fucking carnage ensues with every single character except the businessman getting brutally slaughtered in an epic, gore-filled bloodbath. <laughs> the carriage stuff feels like it's throwing me off. And also, it sounds a lot like the plot of John Wick. Yeah, that's John Wick. That's the modern <laughs> revenge drama John Wick. Starring Keanu Reeves. Okay, here's another one. You ready? Yeah. An adulterous couple enact a successful plan to kill each other's spouses. Unfortunately for them, the ex of one of the murdered spouses is a hitman who learns about the murder. Absolute fucking carnage ensues with every single character except the hitman getting brutally slaughtered in an epic gore-filled bloodbath. Could go either way. (laughs) I hope it's a play. Yeah. That's John Webster's The White Devil. (laughs) Okay, we've got two more. A former government official learns that his daughter has been kidnapped. Absolute fucking carnage ensues with every single character except the ex-government official and his daughter getting brutally slaughtered in an epic gore-filled bloodbath. (laughs) Sounds like Liam. uh, Yeah, that's Take It. (laughs) Qui-Gon Jinn movie. (laughs) Okay, one more, and this is a hard one. Okay. You ready? Yep. A marshal comes home to find his son has been murdered. He responds by tricking the murderers into participating in a theatrical production where all the prop weapons are replaced with real ones. Absolute fucking carnage ensues with every single character except the marshal getting brutally slaughtered in an epic gore-filled bloodbath. I mean, you gave it away. It's got to be that film U.S. Marshals. (laughs) U.S. Marshals. Tommy Lee Jones. That's actually neither. It's The Spanish Tragedy by Thomas Kidd. (laughs) Just another contemporary of the time. But the thing I didn't say in this description is that the character who survives does cut his own tongue out so that he won't be able to give away (laughs) what happened when he's tortured after the bloodbath. What fun. (laughs) Yeah, fun time. I didn't realize they were so, like, horny for, like, (laughs) violence back then. Elizabethan revenge dramas are super fucking fun, I guess, is the point. And it just like it's it's a fun thing about this movie that they're like, hey, that that's a thing, and we're gonna have yeah. this whole character that's just gonna embody that. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's funny. He talks about bubbies a lot. Master the Revel, sir. She's over here. Where? There. I saw bubbies. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty um, mouthy with the queen. He catches Sh- Shakespeare and Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop doing lovemaking and immediately rats them out. Yeah. <laughs> Do you call her a Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop because she refers I... to herself as Goop? I, I like, don't do you know. mean like she signs off her email? <laughs> I don't think she does. I think she specifically signs off her emails Gwyneth. As Gwyneth? Do you yeah. know the famous thing that I did from Goop? What? Do you know it? Something with about vagina candles. Do you know it and that I'm often recognized for it if we talked about it? No. Yeah, I think we must have on the show. I'm recognized. In my life, I'm not often recognized. I want to put that out there first. I'm yeah. not often recognized. People do... Often do not know who I am. Unremarkable person. Unremarkable look. Yeah. No. Often people will just walk by me. Mo- most Easy of the to time. overlook. Yeah. Very, very occasionally in my life I have been recognized. And it has always been for one of two reasons. Yeah. Reason number one, sometimes they're like, hey, are you the guy from the podcast? And that's so super nice. Yeah. That's happened to me a couple of times. That's nice. And the other time that people recognize me, which has happened two or three times, is they'll be like, hey... Are you the guy who got his butthole steamed? Yeah, you did do that too, huh? For goop? Is that are you like do you have to go Oh, that was a goop suggestion? Yeah, so Gwyneth Gwyneth did a goop where she was like, I get my vagina steamed, which is what it sounds like. It's just like they shoot like hot steam up there at she was like, and it's fucking great at this specific place. Okay. And so I went and was, did a video where they're like they have one for boys where they're like it's not it's not quite as Good, but like they can't, we can't shoot steam in your butt if you want. Just like what about at your penis? I don't think that was on offer. Steam clean it. That wasn't that wasn't offered. It's like it has to like go into your body for the effect to work, you know? Oh, okay. I thought we were just like, I thought it was a purely external thing. No, it's in, it's specifically internal. Anyway, I famously went and had that done, uh, just you know, because Gwyneth did and had did a video. Maybe my biggest worry, which is like, what if I really, really, really love this and I have to like I have to come back like every week to get my ass steamed or my life won't be right. Do you I here's a qu- I have a few follow up questions. Um, <laughs> yeah. okay. Do did you notice a difference afterwards? No, it was stupid. Okay, that actually <laughs> removes all of my follow up <laughs> negates all of my follow up questions. <laughs> I mean, like, it wasn't unpleasant. It's like a nice place. <laughs> but it didn't, like, make you feel, like, lighter? No. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was stupid. <laughs> anyway, there's a video. You can watch it online. Let's keep saying what the movie is. We Now that we've done my segment, I'm, I can, like, breathe a sigh of relief now that it's out, and we can just say whatever we want about the film. Yeah, it's a good movie. Um, it's it's pretty snappy. It moves pretty quickly. There's a lot of like little montages set to like delightful music. Um, in one of them, they just sort of blow past something pretty quickly at the 15 minute and 50 second mark. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is with her nurse, played by yeah. um, Dolores Umbridge, I think. From oh, that's Dolores. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Yeah. Sh- Harry Potter. Uh, Dolores Umbridge hands her like a stick and it's like clean your teeth while you dream then and she just starts like rubbing the stick on her teeth yeah we, i think Sarah it's supposed to be that. sort of like uh well i guess they don't really get into it but if you have to read into it you know it's like oh it's sort of like that scene with the clams in demolition man and i think demolition what supposed man. to and like implies yeah. that this is like a not it's like an alternative past. alternative history 
where it's like steampunk. It's like steampunk. Like, they brush yeah, their teeth like with sticks wood in punk the steampunk or past. Like that. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I so like that. I just picked up on that. I saw that and I was like, oh, I, yeah. you know. So there are, are there other parallels is what I thought at yeah. the time. Um, this is a cool wood punk film. Cool wood punk. Yeah. Wow, what a film. Yeah, no, it's got everything. Here's the thing is I actually really loved this film. I thought it was a masterpiece. I texted my wife. I was like, this is like, I feel like had I seen this earlier in my life, it would have been like one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. No but question. now I'm just too like Trent. You're not ready to change your life so that you can start brushing your teeth with a stick. You're like, oh, I've got my fucking quip. And it feels cheap to put something like, oh, it's wood punk on it, you know? Yeah, do you want me to take that back? I thought it was I thought it was fun. I thought we had fun with it, but it's just like I don't want to <laughs> yeah. do that to this movie. It's more than just wood punk. Yeah. No, that's a good point. I don't I don't want to be this precious about it all night, but I'm worried. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I'm just a little bit worried. Yeah, if people are listening to this and they're like, "You know what? I don't need to watch a wood punk film." That's not the Yeah, it's not a we wood punk. So we're just making a joke. It was a silly joke. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't yeah. <laughs> watch the movie, okay? Please. Please, you have to watch it. Please. Like, it was, it's so good. <laughs> it's so fun. And you know what? One of the things that's fun about it, like, I was thinking about this at the end of the movie. Like, there, there's a scene where, so, like, throughout the whole film, oh, Ben Affleck is in this. And he's fucking hilarious. Oh, he's so good. Ben Affleck is so good in this movie. <laughs> he's fucking awesome. He's an actor. He plays an actor who plays Mercutio. Yeah, and, and he's like he's self-obsessed. Fucking and... Just like absolutely crushes it. I it's I think it's honestly like the best role I've ever seen Ben Affleck. In. Yeah, of he's course. so funny. Yeah. And he's also like being kind of self-effacing. He's not like being like, I'm the biggest star in this movie by a long shot. He just like allows himself, which is also like what his character is. It's yeah. like he's the best actor and Romeo gives him like Mercutio instead of Romeo. But yeah. like, and he, like at one point, Joseph finds uh, as Shakespeare is like trying to convince Ben Affleck to be in the play. We are in desperate want of a Mercutio net, a young nobleman of Verona. Mm-hmm. And Ben Affleck is like, and the title of this piece? And he's like, uh, Mercutio. <laughs> but, yeah, someone in the crowd's like, is it? And you can see Shakespeare like <laughs> yeah. behind Ben Affleck's like field of vision, just being like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> A lot of this film is literally just them. Like, it struck me how effective this was. Where it's like, throughout the whole movie, like, the Shakespeare character is stringing all the actors along, thinking that it's going to be a comedy called Ethel something, based on his initial idea, which is Romeo and Ethel, the pirate's daughter, like an adventure. But only because he hadn't written anything yet. Yeah, and so there's a lot of, like, fun, like, humor to be mined from them, like, getting the new pages for the next scene and being like, oh, this doesn't seem like a comedy. And then... There's a scene where, like, he's finally figured out the end of the movie, and it's after all this, like, fucked up shit has happened between him and Goop from Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. Yeah, and... um, And Colin Firth from The Real Fever Pitch. The Real Fever Pitch, right. Yeah. Yeah. The only Mr. Darcy, how about that? Yeah, okay. And so, like, there's a lot of emotion resonating in it, and he's literally just describing the end of Romeo and Juliet to the cast... Yeah. And it's like, we've all read it. We all know what happens. But I was like, I was also in tears. And it's just like, <laughs> if you like take a, if you take a step back, it's like, it's a guy describing the end of Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> just like, yeah. And then this happens and this happens. And it's just so powerfully done that like you see it through the eyes of people who are going to be playing these parts and being like, wait, after she drinks the poison, like he figures out that she's not dead, right? <laughs> Romeo is banished. <laughs> But the friar who married Romeo and Juliet... Is that me, Will? You, Edward. The friar who married them gives Juliet a potion to drink. 
It is a secret potion. It makes her seeming dead. She is placed in the tomb of the Capulets. She will awake to life and love when Romeo comes to her side again. <laughs> I have not said all. By malign fate, the message goes astray, which would tell Romeo of the friar's plan. He hears only that Juliet is dead. And thus he goes to the apothecary. That's me. And buys a deadly poison. He enters the tomb to say farewell to Juliet, who lies there cold as death. He drinks the poison. He dies by her side. And then she wakes and sees him dead. Yeah, it reminds me of um, it, like an equally powerful moment in my life was when my mom came to visit and um, we uh, were watching TV at the end of the night, you know, just shooting the shit, killing time. And she was like, oh, I have a video I have to show you. It's going to like make you fall in love with like music all over again. Um, yeah. And I was like, great, let's watch it. Let's put it on. Um, and she put on a v- YouTube video of Hugh Jackman and the cast of The Greatest Showman, okay. the modern-day Baz Luhrmann-like <laughs> musical about P.T. Barnum. Okay. And showed me, like, a um, table read behind-the-scenes sh- video of, like, them singing one of the songs in the show. And everyone was, like, <laughs> in tears, and it was, like, very powerful for the cast. And my mom was just like, see? Like, do you see? Do you see it? And it was Did just you like this, it? you know, it was like these, these, um, yeah, I didn't Actors. see it. No, no, no. I didn't yeah. see it. <laughs> no, I have, sorry, sorry. I have seen the film. Um, yeah. And yeah. I love it. But you didn't, you didn't feel that feeling of act of actors being like getting emotional because <laughs> that's what they no, do. No, I mean, no, but like, I, I don't know if that's just, that's me. That might be my failing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But at least I have like something I can kind of refer back to as like, oh, this is the time my mom was so enchanted by that. <laughs> that video from the greatest showman i swear to god i fell in love with ben affleck all over again like yeah, i'm not like a ben affleck fan i mean apart from daredevil he like whatever take it or leave it you know he's but, really good jack but he's not my hashtag swoon of the week okay and then who's that there's a lot of swooning in this film christopher marlowe Ooh. oh boy good yeah. looking guy sharp as yeah. attack yeah Wrote Doctor Faustus, my absolutely crushed third it. favorite version of Faust. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Top three, yeah. I would say uh, that guy's a handsome looking guy. And then he gets fucking gunned gets down. Stabbed. And it's unclear to me whether or not. Maybe you know. You're the fucking Shakespeare scholar over here. Yeah, sure. Um, it's unclear to me whether I took or not Shakespeare for actual English majors. So <laughs> Colin Firth from the actual Fever Pitch. Yeah. Had Christopher Marlowe killed based on the fact that Shakespeare said he was Christopher Marlowe. No. Then they do clarify that in the film. I know they say it, but is that true? Uh, he was yes, just that's b- true. brutally murdered that, in a bar one time? All of the Colin Firth from actual fever pitch stuff is completely fictionalized. The one thing that is true is that Christopher Marlowe was killed in a bar fight. Okay. Wow. What a way to go. Yeah. Badass. Yeah, stab I by mean, himself. It's you know like... what? Actually, that's toxic masculinity. That's not badass. You know what's badass? Living. Walking away from a bar fight and not getting stabbed. Everybody, yeah, listeners, supporting listeners, your, su- and yeah, supporting your walking family. away and being able to support your families for one day. Like, longer. Oh, I'm sorry, I have to go home from the bar fight. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be in the bar fight. My wife is waiting for me. <laughs> Honestly, if that were allowed, <laughs> yeah, that's how I would leave every bar fight. 
<laughs> I don't want to be in a bar fight. No, it's stupid. No, and it hurts. And Kit Marlowe, I don't know. It is cool, but like, I think we would have all appreciated more if we'd seen. I call him Kit. If we had seen. Oh, that's uh, what Shakespeare calls him, too. More of his play. So the yeah. three of you were like fast friends. Look at you three. It's like Titans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guy who wrote Romeo and Juliet, the guy who wrote Dr. Faustus, and. The guy who wrote 67 Reasons Cats Are Better Than Dogs. <laughs> all on a first name basis. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Nickname basis. Yeah, nickname basis. Um, should we take a quick break and do our hit segment? Um, yes, let's do that. Okay. Do you feel like we've said this whole movie to the extent that we're capable of? It's dense. I don't... Here's the thing, Jack. Yeah. I think this film is a masterpiece. Yeah. And I don't think it's my responsibility to tell Good. the sex bugs yeah, and put the bed pods what let's the put film is the about. They have the to listener. go watch the movie. It's your fault. It's your fault for not watching this or not remembering yeah. it. Yeah. Um, what we can do is we can go to the masses, hoi polloi, yeah. as it were, and see what they You know think. what I regret not doing? And I, maybe you can figure this out in post and we can just like yeah. record a little bit of an intro. Yeah, perfect. I regret not making this episode two hours and 45 minutes. Where, like, we come in and we're like, hey, we're going to talk about Shakespeare in Love. It's a uh, masterpiece. It's written by Tom Stoppard. You can't listen to this episode without watching it. Yeah. And you have to listen to this episode. So we're going to leave two hours that of, yeah. like, blank space here, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we can But do we'll that. be checking back in on you to make yeah. sure that you're still here and you're still watching the film. That's good. Yes. Yeah, we should have done that. And maybe we and then, still can. and then we do the episode as normal, you know. Yeah. Okay. Well, so if there's an uh, a two hour uh, blank space before this episode starts, listeners, yeah, no, that's you know because why. I remembered to do that. Okay. Great. But we do have a hit segment. It's called, on the one hand, it's um, where I take a little bit of a break, a little bit of a yeah. vacation. Yeah. <laughs> sort of warped away into like a, um, like a futuristic hell school. <laughs> <laughs> Arbiter Tanner, nice to see you. Hello, Jack. How's it going? Are things better in Future City? No, worse. <laughs> okay. It's hot. Okay, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot there. It's summertime. It's hot. Okay, I'm sorry to hear that. Well, this must be a nice respite. I guess maybe that's why you're so. Uh, it's hot here, too. Yeah, it's hot here, too. In <laughs> Central Connecticut. <laughs> Well, listen, we've called you here for a reason. What we like to do in this segment is that you arbitrate, as is your calling, uh, between uh, various reviewers of this film on Rotten Tomatoes. What film did you and Tanner watch this week? We watched um, Shakespeare in Love, Masterpiece. Oh, by Tom Stoppard? Well, screenplay by oh, Tom Stoppard. Oh, it's one of my and favorites, guy. Yeah. Jack. <laughs> okay, good. All right. I watch it down at the um, film archive in the Mega City. Oh. So it sounds nice out there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like um, uh, there's a lot of murders in there. That's why I'm in there so yeah. much because I'm an ar- arbitrator. Yeah, arbiter, arbiter. Yeah. Um, so I'm down there like arbiting crimes and stuff like that, and then I'll just catch films while I'm down there too. You have, you know Crime Alley? No, I'm not familiar. We don't have one of those. Here. Oh, you haven't been to the. Sorry, I keep forgetting it's the other yeah. guy who goes to the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, anyway, it's right down by Crime Alley. So you're gonna have to try to be a little bit objective because we only have one five star review, and then we've got a number of middling reviews, and we've okay. got four one 
one to one half star reviews. Okay, wow. Well, Your job is to be impartial. I guess some people just don't have any fucking taste. You're like the New York Times, you know? You have to be like, well, both sides here have a point. Yeah. <laughs> and on the one hand, we have Stephen C., a Rotten Tomatoes reviewer, who gave this film five stars on May 28th, 2022. And here's Stephen Colbert, obviously. Yeah. Here's what Stephen C. says. I think we've had him before. Okay, maybe it's Stephen... No, I think it's maybe the same guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's allowed. Here's what he says. Funny, LOL! And then there's seven exclamation points. And then he <laughs> says, ages 17 and older, due to sexuality! And then there's 35 exclamation points. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that sexy. There is it's a sexy. sexy. There's a lot of nudity and, and kissing of yeah. um, bubbies, and that's not my word. There's no bubbies. There's bubbies. Are you kidding me? There's lots. Did, oh, what yeah, did, there was. Did you, were you like on your phone or something? No, I just I what? Cover my eyes. <laughs> okay, Arbiter Tanner. It's too All naughty. Right. So the second part of the segment is where we look at reviews that were kind of like not one thing and not the other thing, just kind of in the middle. And it's a okay. it's a segment within a segment that we call on the fence hand. On the fence hand, right? On November nineteenth, two thousand nine, someone called Movie B. B movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like the way that it's like the government way to design yeah. their name. Uh, gave this film two and a half stars, and here's what she said. I don't know why. I'm certain that it's a lady. Um, that pen, the B movie, I believe, famous <laughs> Jerry, Jerry Seinfeld. Seinfeld. <laughs> here's what Jerry Seinfeld says of this. Yeah, so, uh, that makes sense actually. That he would go like his at the time, like that was how you would like sign up with a handle. And he was like, oh, I'm just oh yeah. And he was probably like, sign in the up for all the like, sites with B. It was like in the incubator, them. you know? Yeah. So he was like, this is going to be a hit someday. I better get on the marketing. Here's what Movie B says about this film I'm glad I didn't watch this one in college. It's a two and a half star review. Did I say that? I'm glad yeah, I didn't I'm watch this one in college. Dot, dot, dot. Wait a second. I did. <laughs> Directed by M. Night Shyamalan. <laughs> wow. What a ride! So let's put let's uh, let's um, start to get a psyche psych map on um, yeah B movie here. We know he was in yeah. college in '98, yeah, or after I guess right because like I could have watched this movie in college. I didn't. I was too busy uh, partying. <laughs> yeah, so he watched this movie in college in '98. So he's actually my age. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you were like yeah. what nineteen. 1998, I was in college. I was in my sophomore year. Okay. But I, I guess, like, the reason I included this one is uh, it's kind of a weird thing to say. <laughs> what do you mean? I'm glad I didn't watch this one in college. Wait a second, I did. And then that's something you want to share with the world. It's like once, like, once you figured out that you did, why not delete the first sentence and just be I like, think, I watched um, this in college. <laughs> I don't think it's any more or less interesting yeah. Then someone telling you in sort of a public internet forum that they took either Shakespeare for uh, non-English majors or Shakespeare yeah, for English majors while fair they enough. were in fair college. Enough. All right, let's move on to another. I've got three more on the fence hands. This is Devin T who gave this film two stars. Okay. On July twenty fourth, two thousand nine, and here's what Devin T says. Devin T. Um. Oh, Devon T is actually something that you would have if you went to Devon. You would have a nice uh, Devon. Oh tea. yeah, yeah, yeah. I prefer it's like a vicarage but... <laughs> tea party. Yeah, he says, reminds me of Scary Movie. 
Haha. In what way? In what way, <laughs> Devin T, does it remind you of Scary Movie? How does this remind you of Scary Movie, Devin? And why did you say haha? <laughs> when Scary Movie probably came out around 1998, right? And did you like Scary Movie? Because you only gave this two stars. <laughs> <laughs> Did, was it too scary for you? Is I that think, what it was? I think you two stars this. is generous for a scary movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yes, I think he did like it. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm going to take that one under consideration. Pretty compelling, but we'll see. On June eighteenth, two thousand nine, Devin P gave this film okay. three stars, and I think that's when you have a P in Devin after you you've drunk a lot of tea at the Vicarage uh, Tea Party. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And here's what he says. I am in love with this. With this what? The movie? Film, I think, yeah. What and did the reason give it? three stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I included this one. Because there's just a there's like a, a glaring disconnect there. It just I mean, really let's explore out. it. I think we know he lives in Devon, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe he's just being polite. He's, he's just being, being polite. Like, fucking I, I would hate to yeah. like say anything imply anything about the, the film's He's having a conversation at the Vicarage Tea Party where they're all like, oh, we loved Shakespeare in Love. It's such a wonderful film. Yeah, and he's like, I loved it too. And they're like, let's all get out our phones and review it on Rotten Tomatoes. And he's like, okay, yeah. And then like he gave it three stars and then someone's looking over his shoulder and he's like, I am in love with this. (laughs) (laughs) I think he's just worried that like, I think he's worried that like, You know, Ghostbusters. He's like, well, I can't say Shakespeare in Love is five stars, even though I did love it. Yeah, okay. Um, Because what about Ghostbusters? What about Ghostbusters? It's not as good as Ghostbusters. Right. Okay, yeah. So he has to give it, like, some demerits to get it down. But he still loved it. He still loved it. Okay, I've got one more on the fence hand. Okay. This is Marie C. Um, Condo? Oh, yeah, from, like, the Netflix show. Yeah. Is that her name? (laughs) I think so. Sparks Joy? Okay, perfect. Yeah. She gave this film three stars on April 24th, 2009, uh, and penned the following review to uh, okay. explain her three-star her three star rating. Okay. I guess it's Gwyneth Paltrow. You you don't have to guess. <laughs> you guessed right, Marie. Because <laughs> there's a whole uh, part of the end of the movie where they show everyone's yeah. the credits They literally the show film. her bubbies. <laughs> <laughs> In case there's any doubt. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, if you're... I, back in 98, if you're the most famous website on the internet, Mr. Skin, you'd recognize those bubbies yeah. anywhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe she's just... She works for Mr. Skin. <laughs> she only recognizes the bubbies. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay, well, you got it right, Marie C. It wasn't a quiz, but congratulations. Yeah. Um, this is a part of the segment that we call, on the other hand... These okay, are a few. Now these are the bad ones. These guys did not like this one. Okay. Uh, here's the first guy. His name is Chris P. Chris P. Um, Chris. Yeah, I was gonna say extra crispy recipe at KFC, maybe. Okay. Well, see, that's the opposite. Chris P. Carrot is the name of a mascot that we had when I worked for a famous animal rights organization, and we would protest outside of KFC. So oh. We really kind of have to pick like one or the other of those, and I'm Chris Parnell from SNL. <laughs> okay, that's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> um, and here's what he said on Lazy August- Sunday. What <laughs> August thirteenth Chronicles? What of Narn? That's him. That's yeah, Chris perfect. Parnell. Crushed it. Here's what he says. It's my meme of the week. One star review. 
It may have won a bunch of awards, but kill me now. Oh, okay. That's troubling. Maybe he's trapped under a boulder. Yeah, that must be it. And he's got his phone. His like phone's just out of reach, and he was like <laughs> looking at yeah. IMDb reviews or Rotten Tomato reviews when the boulder fell. Yeah. And all he could do is reach the keyboard and like write like, please <laughs> end this. I'm in so much agony. But I am delighted at how many awards Shakespeare and Love won. <laughs> I got a couple more. James S. gave this film one half of a star on July 27th, 2009 with his review, which reads, What is wrong with you, America? Why do you go out of your way to reveal how barely human you are? What? What did we do? <laughs> I feel like personally attacked. Like It's, what a, it's I- a British film with British actors. <laughs> That takes place in Britain and is filmed in Britain. And it's nice. And it's like, even if you didn't like it, it's not one of those movies that's like, oh, this is like... What a travesty. This is an example of humanity at its most crass and commercial. It's like, I understand not liking it. (laughs) Anyway. I don't understand that at all. What do you mean you understand not liking it? No. Maybe he's... um, I disagree with all these people. You know what it is? He's a replicant. Oh, okay. And he's trying to like turn the tables where he's like, you guys seem barely human. And he thinks oh, if he just like, yes. he's like, oh man, right? Am I right, guys? This movie made me think that you guys are all skin jobs. <laughs> now I'm starting to wonder. Now I'm worried if yeah. I am. Because I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved it too. Yeah. And we've failed the test. Uh-oh. Okay, I've got two more. Here's one from Dylan B. Dylan Bob, and he's Dylan also doing Bob, it the yeah. government way. Yeah, Dylan B. writing great albums. <laughs> <laughs> and he gave this one a half a yeah, star. Yeah, Dylan Bob did write a lot of great albums. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> half a star on July 29th, 2010. He says the following thing. And I can't tell you how many reviews I found that were a variant of this, but this was one of the best Oh, ones. perfect. It's going to be some religious nut. He says the following thing. Winner of Best Picture... Over saving private fucking Ryan? If you like this movie, then you hate America. Wow. <laughs> now, I just a moment ago <laughs> was accused of, of being too indulgent of my American impulses. Yeah. By what's-his-face. So if you enjoyed this, folks, be careful, because it means you hate America. Well, I enjoyed this very much. I don't, ha- I don't have a strong stance on America, I guess, one way or the other. Nice movie, Seems though. fine. I own a part of it. Yeah. Did I tell you that? You own a part of America? Yeah, you own a house now. Congratulations. Yeah. You own a part of America, too. Yeah. I can't believe that's allowed. I mean, like, I think the bank technically really owns most of it. Yeah. Jamie's mom technically owns most <laughs> of it. <laughs> I've got one more. Okay. Last one. I'm ready to pass judgment already, but I'm, I want to hear this last one out, and I want to give him a fair trial. This is from Lucas. He gave Before he's one. condemned. One half of a star in 2009, and he says the following thing. I've never seen this, okay, but I one. gave it half a star because it beat out Saving Private Ryan for an Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> it's like early like review bombing. Yeah, people were pissed. I can't tell you how pissed people were that this movie beat out Saving Private Ryan. That is why I didn't see Shakespeare in Love. They literally, I went on a, like, Saving Private Ryan was such a phenomenon in 1998. I don't think people remember it. When you're 14... Like, yeah. we, I think we went on multiple field trips to go to the theater to watch Saving Private Ryan for school. Yeah. Like, that, everyone's just like, oh, well, this is it. Tom Hanks and Steven Spielberg have figured out how to, like, 
make history interesting. I think it must be contentious, though I may only think that because I sifted through uh, thousands of Rotten Tomatoes reviews to find this. But uh, I think some people think that this winning Best Picture in the year that Saving Private Ryan was released is a travesty. Also a play by um, Tom Stoppard. Travesties. Travesties. But I think it's a pretty good Best Picture. Yeah, I think it fits... I, I will really say funny, this. Charming, I saw it for the first sweet. time today, and I've seen a lot of films, and it's um, one of the best pictures I've ever seen. <laughs> it's a great. Yeah. It rules. And, like, I saw Pri- Saving Private Ryan in theaters, and I liked oh, it. Oh, loved it. Yeah. Uh, I also saw this in theaters, and then I went on to watch it another 10 to 15 times, <laughs> which is not true of Saving Private Ryan, which is, like, yeah. fine, but it's not something that I'm like, hey, hon, do you want to, like, should we re- do a rewatch of SPR tonight? Maybe we can um, really focus on that scene where the guy gets slowly stabbed in the heart with a big knife, although that yeah, may have been That Band does happen in this, too, though, doesn't it? Oh, it does happen in this, too. Yeah. It's pretty dramatic. Juliet stabs herself in the heart, and then, yeah. I mean, yeah. that's from Rumi Although I Juliet. think it's meant to be dramatic spoilers for romeo and juliet in this in a way we could consider this a telling of romeo and juliet right in a way yeah and does that bar us from or like at least temporarily bar us from exploring any other romeo and juliet no we can watch romeo plus juliet okay we're allowed yeah and i was thinking about this listening to the lines and i think a thing that's good about romeo plus juliet i mean this i'm not the first person to say this this is not an original insight but like they're teens. Yeah. They're teens. And like in this movie, they don't read as teens because they're no, they read fucking as... Joseph Fiennes and Goop from yeah, Gwyneth Paltrow's Goop. But like in Goop. Romeo plus Juliet, they kind of read as teens a little bit. A little bit because Claire Danes yeah, they're, is my they're so young. Life. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And it's also rad. It has John Linguizamo in it and he played the violator in Spawn. So yeah, perfect. That'll be fun. A lot of parallels about. Yeah, there's between a lot those of two films. We should do our burns. Oh, wait, Arbiter Tanner, you got to fucking... Um... Yes, I don't agree with anyone who gave it anything below a five-star yeah. rating. Um, so all your kisses go... All my kisses go to... to... Stephen Colbert. Oh, and welcome, Stephen Colbert, yeah. to the kingdom of kisses. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds nice. Yeah. Uh, let's do our burns, and then we're going to go. I can report back. I just got a text from my wife. Uh, my uh, son has settled down, Cyril. He's oh, good. Down. Where? Wichita? Uh, um, no, in his bedroom. Oh, sorry. I assumed you had kicked him out yeah. for being so bad earlier, and he had kind of you know, found a new place. No, we kept kind of trying to get him back into his bedroom. It was a lot of what's been going on. Okay. Everything's okay over there, but you, Tanner, uh, Arbiter Tanner, have to go. I'd like to have regular Tanner back. Okay. Go. regular tanner you have a nice time out i did this time (laughs) okay that's good yeah i found it like did you go to crime alley (laughs) i was in crime alley yeah um because i'm when i'm there i'm like starving (laughs) yeah uh so i went down there to to look for some food i found this lovely like little theater like sort of our house theater um tom stoppard lovely that's so nice yeah I'd like for us to do our burns from this book. Okay. Do you want me to start? Yes, please. Okay. Or I don't actually. I am, I'm impartial, but it so sounds my, like you're raring to go. I referred to the lead up to this burn earlier, which is the moment when William Shakespeare is describing the horrifying, ghoulish ending to 
Romeo and Juliet to the yeah. cast. Yeah. And they're all like, like fucking just like that scene in um in the outtakes of uh Greatest Showman, right? Yes, it's just You're gonna like have to bring that. it back to something like a, t- yeah. a touchstone I know. Yeah, yeah, so that people can recognize it. Yeah. And then the actor, uh, the very famous actor, Jeffrey Rush, who plays Philip yeah. Henslow, who's the like the And Davy Jones, are, do you hey. believe in ghost Whatever. stories, boy? Because you're in who's one. The money behind the play as Joseph finds, explains what happens to Juliet after she realizes Romeo has died. And so Juliet takes his dagger and kills herself. Uh, he goes, well, that will have them rolling in the aisles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was very funny. I do have another burn that I'd like to share with you, and then I'll let you do yours. This just really tickled me. So Joseph Fiennes and Gwyneth Paltrow from Goop with a mustache. Yeah. Before Joseph Fiennes realizes that she's a lady, yeah, is talking about how much he likes actual Gwyneth Paltrow and what a babe she is. Oh, yeah, because it's just her. Yeah, so he's confiding to this guy who he doesn't realize is her. Yes. And... They're in a boat with a funny, like, Uber driver, boat driver. Oh, yeah, he's great. And Shakespeare says, Oh, Thomas, she's cut my strings. I'm unmanned, unmended, and unmade. Like a puppet in a box. And then the boat driver goes, Right, or is he? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and that's that Tom Stopper touch. Uh, might happen at the 21 minute and 30 second mark. It's also Davy Jones from Pirates of the Caribbean. Do you believe in ghost stories, son? I do. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. Because you're in one. Um, you're he, so compelling doing... with the way you said that. I felt like I had to <laughs> just say yes. You kind of beckoned me in there, but I don't. Um, they're doing auditions for Romeo and Juliet yeah. at the Rose Theater, which is where Davy Jones works. And everyone is coming in and doing Dr. Faustus. Was this the face that launched a thousand ships and burnt the top topless of And someone comes in at the 21 minute, 30 minute second mark and says, like with a big grand bow, says, I would like to give you something from Faustus by Christopher Marlowe. And Davy Jones turns to William Shakespeare and says, How refreshing. <laughs> and it killed. It was great. Very funny movie. Very well written. Very funny. Very sweet. Deserves the best picture over Saving Private Ryan. Sorry. I guess I am not as patriotic as I thought I was. Okay. Now our fucking podcast is going to get fucking nuked off the face of the earth. (laughs) What a stand to take. Yeah. Ugh. I don't stand by what Jack just said. Yeah. Okay. I thought this movie was a masterpiece. Yeah. But, um... I don't want to get on anyone's bad sides. We're going to go. Um, I'd like to thank you, Tanner, so very much for bearing with me today. It's been a, a difficult evening here at the Shepherd household, though I hope that that hasn't come through too much in the podcast. It's been absolute fucking chaos in the background. Absolute yeah. nightmare. Haven't chaos. heard a peep. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of little angels. <laughs> I'd like to thank the Baby Nation and the Sex Bugs and the Bed Pods for bearing with us. We do love you so very much, and we kiss you all the time. Yes. I would like to say to you, well, I'll say a couple things. Okay, please. First thing I'll say is subscribe to our Patreon. I know you have, Tanner. I know you have. But listeners, please, 
Okay. Patreon.com slash BSCC podcast. We're having a good time in there. We're talking about the TGIF shows. Family Matters, Full House. Perfect Strangers, just the 10 of us. Yeah. Fucked it's around with some Frasier. the one in the lineup. <laughs> but we have fun with it. And you know what? It's a really good way to support our show. And to uh, this show takes a lot of work and effort and time. And we like spending that time, but it is helpful to uh, have some of the costs defrayed by you. So thank you to everyone who has supported us, and thank you to you who are about to. It's patreon.com slash podcast. You can also support us by throwing us a couple bucks at bit.ly slash rattlesnakejake. Rattlesnakejake. Still feel good about that bit.ly link? Yeah, it's good. Just become more and more divorced from the original content. That's fine. I have a newsletter. Friends. I have a newsletter. You No, you don't have to subscribe to it, but if you like words and wordplay and puzzles, uh, I'd like for you to. It's onwords, O-N-W-O-R-D-S dot mm-hmm. substack dot com. Check it out. Subscribe. Just Can have a nice time. Can we plug things that aren't related to the show but are kind of personal projects of ours? I guess so. Oh, okay, great. Um, I would like to plug on September 17th, yeah. 2022... Experience Share Live at Caveat in New York. Yeah. Josh and I are going to do an Experience Share Live. We're playing through Pokemon, the trading card game 2 for Game Boy Color, which was a Japan exclusive, but we've hacked the net to um, figure out how to play it here in American Shores. Yeah. And folks can get $0 off that show if you subscribe to my newsletter at onwards.substack.com. Yeah. 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 Do both of those things. Do both of those <laughs> things. Bit.ly slash exp share live. Yeah. I won't tell you to do any more things other than you know where the Facebook group is. It's called Baby Nation on Facebook. We're having a nice time in there. And that's not even that's not even something that's hard to do. It's nice to go in there and it's a nice community in there. Yeah, so, so it's welcome. gonna make your day better. Yeah, everyone's We're trying so to help welcome. you. All that remains is for me to say that this this is what I was gonna say. Yeah. I Always say I'm going to write a list of fun movies, and I always think I'm oh, going to get around just, to it. I didn't. Let's just, but I have um, one thought. I have one thought. Let's just have, sort of groove for a I second have one and try thought. to find our way there. I mean, that immediately makes me think how Stella got her groove back. Okay, well, let me get there. Here's what I'll say first. This week we watched a film. It was called Shakespeare in Love. It was by John Madden. We didn't talk about that. John Madden directed this one. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow, what can't he do? Well, fly, I think. Famously, he's bad Famously, he can't get on a plane. Yeah. Next week, we're going to be watching a little film called, and this is where we kind of spitball a little bit about it, and I'm going to be better in future about knowing in advance, but you've said how Stella got her groove back. I'm interested. I'll allow it. I want a counterpoint with sliding doors. <sighs> That's like also 98. I don't know, but it's also Gwyneth. Um, How's Tell Look got a group back? I've never seen it. It's famous. I've never seen it either. Next week, we're going to be watching either How Stella Got Her Groove Back, Sliding Doors, or something else that you don't know what it is, and we'll put it in the Facebook group. <laughs> I'm looking forward to watching one of those three films, Jack. Thank you for doing such hard work. All that remains is for me to say that this week, I have been Jack Alexander Shepard. My name is Tanner Greenring. And I hope that you find your tragedy ever after. We might be childhood friends, and I'm a tragedy on the bed. Holy 
we've known each other for seven years, and I think it's time for us to get her butthole steamed together and really become butthole brother. She was saying earlier that it's it's like drinking tea, except like through your ass. Be very.